This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. So I got shows coming up, people, and I really want to see you there. Let me give you some uh, specifics so you can get tickets and make plans. This weekend, starting July 15th tonight uh, to July 17th, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Raleigh Improv. Actually, it's in Cary, North Carolina, but Cary, Raleigh, it's all the same thing. I'll be in California again, Northern California this time, at the San Jose Improv in San Jose from July 22nd to July 25th. Then I'll be in Oklahoma City from August 5th to August 7th at the Bricktown Comedy Club. From August 12th to August 14th, I'll be in Liberty Township in Ohio uh, at the Funny Bone. And after that, I'm back in California again at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California from August 19th to the 22nd. And then from August 27th and August 28th, Friday and Saturday night, I'll be in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Improv. And then on September 17th, I'm doing a very special performance at the Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. I am opening up that new arena. More shows are always being added, so keep checking RussellPeters.com for updates. And now, enjoy the show. All right, hey guys, this is uh, Russell Peters. Welcome to Culturally Cancelled. This is my podcast, as you may or may not know. Um, Today, uh, with me sitting in the backyard is my friends, my DJ, some of my DJ homies. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about today, but it might be DJing. It might not be. We don't know what it's what, what's going to end up. We might find out about Cut Chemist's um, new diet that he's on. Oh, shit. Um, I'm, so I'm down. Cut Let's Chemist see. is here. Um, DJ Newmark. Hola. Both guys from uh, Jurassic 5. I didn't know they had two DJs. And also... Uh, they my, did. And one of my fellow Viper brothers, uh, DJ AV from East New York, son. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. This was a great nah, podcast. Nah, nah, nah. Thanks, thanks for having <laughs> me here, Russell. So, um, hold on. My fucking cigar fell apart in my mouth, and now I got a big chunk of stick of face. Hey, you know yo. Anyway, so so new. 
Yeah. Uncle New. What's good, Russ? Huh? We had your birthday party here a couple Russ, of Russ, I was just about to say thank you so much for being uh, so generous with your space and your time, man. You're yeah, quite it was, hospitable. It was like the first uh, time I got to see all my friends and family all in one area. It was nice. It was an excuse, really, to do that, wasn't it? Like, it was nice. I just like having people around. Very kind of you, sir. I, I appreciate it. I'm trying to find you the right thank you, but I'm, uh, you're a difficult guy to... Shop oh, I for I, I'll you know just send me mixtapes. I'm good with that. Oh wow, yeah. I'm real easy. You know, yeah. cut if you got any uh, mixtapes you want to send forth. I think I have a couple of those Shadow and Cut Chemist mixtapes from back in the day, the ones that you put out. Mm-hmm. I think I got them in England. As a matter of fact, that's why I probably thought you were English. Because <laughs> I, I bought them in England, and the name is Cut Chemist, and they call yeah, the chemist right. Yeah, and you know, there's a Newmark Chemist. Is there? Oh, mm-hmm. a new Chemist mixtape? No, no, a new uh, a Newmark Chemist. Uh, like a, a drugstore, you know, it's like that's oh, a, really? not the yeah, word for pharmacy UK. and, and, oh, and wow. out there. Yeah. So where were we? De- we uh, we Aberdeen, almost, we Scotland. There. We almost had dinner there. Aberdeen, Scotland, where there's lo and behold a new Mark chemist. Yeah. It was. And you take a picture? Always. I have one somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We probably keep taking. Was it. this on the film days? Oh, disposable camera. Oh yeah, I used to. I used to, I used to, I used to be yeah. disposable there they junkie. Are. Yay. New Mark chemist. Then they, then they switched to pharmacy. There's our photo, Luke. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, they switched to the pharmacy. Yeah, nice. Oh no, it says right there. That yeah. quick on the draw. Who's who's That's on Eddie. That? Eddie's on it. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie with the quick. chemist Newmark. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Ness? Lord Finesse just ro- rolled through. Nestor Young. Um, Nestor and I guess uh, an AV will share a microphone if that's all good with you. Doable, doable, Be like bro. back in the days on a little duo, a little duet, like Sunny and Cher, you two. Yeah, we could share. We could share. It's cool. Easily one of the most uh, conversation-driven podcasts I've ever done in my life. <laughs> well, you got to lead it off, baby. I know. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Is, trying trying to find a rhythm for us. You know what it is? It's because Cut Chemist is backed up. Let's talk about that, Cut. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but this cigar is working. I can feel it already. I might need to uh, Yeah, if you need to dip reprieve. out and, uh, you know, yeah. drop a seven-inch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so during the pandemic, you know. Mm-hmm. I did. A, I decided to do a pizza tour for a year and a half, and so I gained so much weight on it. I decided to do a Sunfair diet, which is one of those things where they deliver you the food. We have a sponsor like that, Hello Fresh, and so they, they have different things like the fat burn diet, whatever. So I can't eat outside of that, and I'm plateauing right now. I've been on it for like two weeks, and so I can't shit. So, so I, did you drop weight then? Up like uh, maybe ten pounds. You know. Have you done the lemonade diet too? Oh yeah, but but. Uh, Lemonade diet. Your shit goes into starvation mode, which means if you start eating again, then you put weight back on sometimes. Twice as fast. So I always try different ones. Like, this is the first time I've done something like this. And yeah, it's, it's doing how many, pretty good. How many meals a day is it? Two and a snack. What's the snack? Like fruit or a salad or some shit. That's not a snack. But, you know, it's, it's good <laughs> shit. It's like, you know what I think? It's, it feels like uh, it's like really good first class plain food. Okay. Yeah. You know, That's how I What airline, actually. though? Yeah. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. Yeah. But no, it's good. Um, and, and, you know, you could customize your diet if you don't eat or earn. Are you doing the Sunfair Paleo one? That's the one. Yeah. It's, it's so the, more meats? More meats and veggies. No, uh, but there's fruit, so it's not like keto or nothing. Yeah, that's where you're getting your sugar from, is from the fruit. Right. And three liters of water a day and yada, yada. Three liters of water? I can't. I, I cap it like. 64 ounces yeah i don't know i can't three liters fucking that's a, that's a good size engine on a car <laughs> <laughs> that's a, what is that a 2.8 it's a three liter actually it's yeah. a 
You so, dropped uh, weight too, new. Yeah, that's from just eating at home. Thanks, that's thanks to Carla. Oh yeah, wifey's been I'm going cooking. to the gym too. I mean, we're starting to again, but I saw your little uh, graceful uh, slip and slide post. Man, yeah. When are you gonna come over and slip and slide with me? I am. Um, yeah. I will. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, it, nothing personal, but if I'd rather do if Carla was there. Okay. <laughs> I'm and, sure she'll. And, and she let it. And she let it off. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I got a, uh, I got to get a like a professional one. Mine's like a, you know, like a the regular one. Yeah, like the kids one. No, actually, we bought a professional one, and it was missing parts. What was it missing? The slide no, part? No, no, the fucking, the fucking. There's like a little tube. There's like a little tube to do shit. Oh no, for the for the water. There's like some sort of like action. I didn't see what the fuck they were doing, Russ. That was fucking <laughs> drinking in the fucking kitchen. They're like, it's broken. We're missing parts. Pull out the old one. I'm like, oh, okay. Are you sure? Maybe it wasn't missing parts. They just didn't know how to put it together. Nah. No, Carla's nickname is Mary the Mechanic. She, she can put anything together. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll do it. She made these chairs. No, I know she did. Yeah. She told me when she was a child in El Salvador. Um, <laughs> she was actually chained to one of them, so she couldn't leave oh, it until shit. it was done. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Shiza Minnelli. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Alval? How you doing, sir? So we're here. Um, with this fucking ruck, ruckus, up ruck, rip roaring podcast we're doing hey, right now, man. and uh, uh, well, since we have three, four, five DJs in one space, I think it's only right we talk about DJing. <laughs> makes <laughs> it sense. Kind, kind of makes sense, you know. That works. Works. You me. know. Uh, interesting fact about Cut Chemist: He started DJing at eleven. I think he just Whoa. went up to everybody in the room. I think most of us did, right? I was. Fi- no. I was. I was older. Yeah. I was way older than that. Think, uh, but I quit when 13. I was thirteen. You just you showed that. <laughs> I was twenty three. You were twenty three. Damn. Really? You Damn, took dude. that long to start DJing? What about you, Ness? When did you start? I was like eighteen, nineteen, with no turntables. Wow. You know? Wow. So the only way I could really uh, practice if I go to a friend house, you know. Right. And then you know, friends they want to be on the turntable all day. I got to wait till mom's calling for dinner. They go out the room, then I can really, you know, practice. Right. Yeah, I had my I had a friend of mine come over. He he was the guy that I used to box with, and he would literally sit there and scratch Get Fresh Crew for fucking hours to the point where I'm like, yo, stop already. Yeah. Get Fresh Crew. Get Fresh Crew. Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> Trying to juggle it, but it was just like ever 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 get fresh crew. Get fucking fresh chicken crew. The only record my mom remembers me practicing to was Tina Got a Big Old Butt from LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, mom. Wow. So, she'll, so, so she'll come in like singing it, you know, like with her Iranian accent. Tina Got Big Old Butt, you know, and like she'll like move around. And I'm like, that's all you remember from then? She said, yeah, that's all I remember. So you always playing that over and over again. Like, my yeah. mom knows the lyrics to Rough Riders Anthem for some yeah. reason. Uh, Whoa. Uh, 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 that's pretty cool. Yeah, my mom would be like, stop, <laughs> drop, shut them down, open up shop, roll, roll. <laughs> oh, Indian moms. <laughs> <laughs> Chemist had his dad build him a fucking uh, studio. Damn. Is that true? It's not true? No. It's what the internet told me. Charlie, had, Charlie had it built. Oh, Charlie had Charlie's it? Car- built Carla it. did it. Carla yeah, Carla, yeah, Carla, 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 Carla Tuna. While she was in Carly Tuna. <laughs> our, you know, our, one of our first A and R's. His name was Carly too. Carly. Yeah, Carly oh Calf. 
Tuna out of the UK. Tuna fish on the stick shift. Yeah, he was very proper. <laughs> he was the all? kind of guy that wore like a sweater wrapped around his neck. Like he just got off the tennis and socks court. wrapped yeah. around his ankles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was your first deal? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part. I mean, we had a we had a and d deal out of uh, this label called TVT. You remember Mike Geronimo? Yeah, of course that I do. Same label so on Mike Geronimo. Yeah, we did a blunt. single deal with yeah. Blunt. It's like that blunt. brassy yeah. looking label. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was uh, <laughs> funny you should say that because uh, Finesse, Finesse, yeah. was talk, Finesse was talking to Buck Wild the other day, and I've been sweating Buck Wild to send me the instrumental of Master IC. And then mm. Bucky was like, yo, I think I have to get it off Discogs. I'm like, well, then I'll fuck, I can get it that yeah, way. Right. Unless either of you have an instrumental of Master IC, you could send it to me. That'd be great. I'd have to look. I don't think I do. I doubt it. Chemist? I might. Yeah. Chances are good. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check out the archive. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Yeah. I'll consult you have it, Elvel? I just might have it on my laptop. I'll check for you. Well, look at you. Yes, indeed. This is, uh, let me tell you something, guys. I, for one, if I was a listener... I would have tuned out already. <laughs> that, would have, that, would have, that makes two of us, Russ. That would have been, <laughs> shit. Well, it depends on, depends on what you want to hear. You know? uh, just talk. Yeah, okay. spin, I think they're trying to lead us. You know, spin beds, uh, mixtape. Oh, right man. Actually, I have a good story about that one. About that mixtape? Yeah. So Z-Trip and I uh, were driving from, what, Phoenix to Tucson to go to this store, PDQ, mm-hmm. to do oh, some PDQ. digging. And so, when was that? When did that tape come out? Like, 95, right? Okay, so this is 95, and he sprung it on me. He's like, you want to hear some shit? He had a pickup truck, and uh, like most people in Arizona mm-hmm. uh, back then. So, um, <laughs> and then... Uh, and then uh, so, so, I know, that's how Eddie got that, in the country. The, the, wow. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, so, he pops it in, and, and yeah, it was a mind blower, for sure. Oh, yeah, first time I heard that shit, it fucked my brain up. I was yeah. like, I think it was like 98... Or 99 when I found it. I was a little late to the party. You on bought it from Fat Beats? Or? No, no, I bought it from Play the Record in Toronto. Oh, wow. And um, I would, because I used to just go there and had a mixtape wall. And I saw that and I go, what is that? Like, I, for me, it was just like, it was out of the ordinary because everything yeah. else was like, you know, fucking all those corny 90s titles, like, you know, No More, you know, just, you know, whatever the fucking cornballs was. Rough and Raw, Volume 10. Yeah, yes, that kind of shit. Classic cuts, the cuts would be with a K. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rugged street shit, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm good without it. And you knew the more, the more it said, the more, the more it, 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 it it didn't, it didn't produce. It didn't deliver. It didn't deliver. So I saw this and I go, what the fuck is this? Um, And I bought it. I, I, I pulled it out and look at the track listing and I go. Huh? Yeah. You're right. And I was like, what? It, this doesn't make any sense. I go, I'm going to buy this. There you go. I put it in the car and my fucking, my, I was just like, what? Who, who knew that you could do it? Because yeah. we didn't know at the time. You didn't know you could mix 80s white music. Yeah. And cut it up and stuff. Like, right. I mean, you, nobody was even thinking about playing that shit. We, you got to figure it was 95. We're only five years into the 90s. It wasn't right. like... Any, and I mean, everybody was on some keep it real. You got to play Absolutely. this it, stuff. It was a gutsy yeah, move. Not the commercial stuff. Yeah. Don't sell out. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. And don't, I think that, sign that to a label. invited a lot of people in. Like, oh, you could do that? Because I like that music and now it's okay to like it. So He'd done other ones before, right? I was right, late AD? to the party, too. Yeah, I, did I, like 900, um, 1900 spin bag. I got those. Um, what is it? Now. Some like Seventh Voyage. That was the one before... Um, you see yeah. AV in the middle? Yeah, that's, that's supposed to be yeah, me. You know, Anthony in Anderson character. No, not Anthony. What's um, Anthony Hall? Oh, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Michael Hall. Yes, there you go. 
Um, now the funny part is like the, when he came up with it, it wasn't really supposed to be per se a mixtape yeah. distributed all over the freaking world. It was just just some goofy stuff he was just doing just to have fun and yeah. sending clips to JS and JS one my, and myself and. It was like, yo, what if we just did like a whole tape of yeah. it? No, he had something to say. That's what makes it dope. Yeah, I mean, he did like a rough copy, gave it to you know DJ Eclipse. You guys both know from Fat yeah, Beats, and yep, yep. and you know Which he had Eclipse. This, um, Eric, Eric, Eric Eclipse, Wynn. Eric, yes, Eric yeah. Wynn. And his reaction was the same. You know, looking the playlist, I'm like, yeah. this is not gonna line up with what we, yeah. what we you know, market here. And then when he heard it, he was like, yo, this is like one of the, the best mixes ever. It was yeah. just, oh yeah. And just the cut, the cutting alone was what blew my mind. I'd never heard that kind of fast. I think it was the "We Are the World" part that made me jump out of the. Was that kind of moment? Yeah. What was my moment in that one? To me, it was the like the stuff in the middle, the subliminals, and the little jokes inside. Mickey, Mickey got me when he when he was. Oh yeah. That was the first time I heard somebody go, oh, oh, oh. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Yo, what is this? I remember I was talking to Spinny about it. I was like, we should try and do like a documentary about the making of that mixtape. And, you know, but Spin was never the guy who wanted to. How much later until you met him? I met Spin in uh, 2002. Hmm. Yeah, we met in 2002. He came, I flew him to Toronto. I got him a gig in Toronto and he stayed in my house. Nice. For Caravana, and then I met AV. I think later that year, or like or a year later. I think oh five or oh four. So it was oh four. You My did a dad. show at uh, the Norfolk Theater in Long Island, and then spin possibly. He was like, "Yo, I got a friend who's a comedian. Come check him out." I was like, "Sure, why not?" No, you came over that day when I was at a staying at his house, and Gus came over was barbecuing. Nah, that was after. Oh, you came after, and then I kept yeah. thinking you were the guy from AV Eight Records. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't me. No. I was like, oh, shit, are you AV8? Yeah. He's like, no, I, I have eaten, but I'm not. Um. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what are your favorite mixtapes of all time? Um, that's a, I don't know. I mean, definitely that. I'm a big Spin Bad mi- a fan as well. He was my very good friend. Um, but pretty much most of the mixtapes he did. Mm-hmm. And then there was some that I had back in the day, like early 90s, like Ike Love. I remember getting an Ike Love mixtape from New York. Hank Love? Ike Love. Ike Love. Yeah. I don't wow. even know okay. that. And is. it wasn't even that great, but I just it had some memory attached to it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And then there was a DJ Juice. I used to buy DJ Juice mixtapes From New a lot. Jersey, yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. J-U Ice. <laughs> he used to do these nice dope blends on them. And I was like, ooh, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I got... I guess over the time, over time, I amassed so many mixtapes that yeah. they all, you know, I became a Neil Armstrong fan at one point because right. of, I liked the way he was doing his mixtapes. I started branching off into the guys that were doing other things other than just playing the regular shit. Yeah. And that's because, you know, otherwise the mixtape came got kind of boring. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You're going to do a, a golden era mixtape. You're going to hear the same fucking 30 songs yeah. on every mixtape cut at the same points on every mixtape. Cash Money mixtape. Um, the old school need to learn more mixtape was dope. Mm-hmm. Neil, what about you? Mixtapes? I'm I was a fan of all the Dre shit. Like, well, really, yeah, when, it, yeah. when it went to the New York Scratch Masters thing, where I guess that's him. I mean, well, I it's all him. it's all of them. Salonzo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so Dre was a good DJ. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, he he approached it like a producer. You know, no shock there, right? But um, yeah. So we never got any of those on the East Coast. Well, they were all on live on the radio. So oh, okay. KDAY used yeah. to do this thing called Traffic Jam, yeah. And and the Wrecking Crew was the the DJs doing it, the world class, right? The world class. I, like, I, like, I mean, 
I liked it when they had special guests on K Day too. Like I wasn't really a mixtape guy, but I liked when they had the you know uh, Joe Cooley and you know you know like who's a young unsung hero is uh, Battery Brain. Mm. He mm. did incredible mixes. Battery Brand. Mm. Battery Brain. Oh, Battery sense. Brain. Who's yeah. that? He's an LA cat. Still around? On the yellow. No, I haven't heard his name in a long time. On Techno Hop. Techno Hop. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Yeah, that was yeah. good. There yeah. You go. Damn, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Damn. Barry. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it literally had records out, or is that? He did. Yeah. He yeah. put out a couple twelves. Were they like those mega mix things? They were. Yeah. yeah. Like those big Apple noise records and stuff. Not as it's more produced. Like he would yeah. produce a beat and then right. cut in all this stuff over it. Whereas I remember like Dynamix and all that shit used yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Give the DJ a break. Yeah, it was more like that. Yeah. It's closer to that. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah they, Danny Crivet at it. Yeah, man. yeah, those were those were dope. I used to I used to mix um, moments in love over uh, over uh, a break on just give the DJ a break. What about you, Luke? What were your favorite mixes? You have so many. Cubert Pumpkin Squeeze. Oh yeah, that's sure. a crazy Top. one. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, um, preschool breaks. Yeah, that one. That um, one. Turntable Scientifics, Mr. Dibs. Um, oh, I forgot about that one. <clears throat> Kid Koala, Scratch, Scratch. Those Montreal are, represent. Yeah, represent then, um, Babu Comprehension was a game changer for mm-hmm. me. Um, oh, Riz, live from Riz, Brooklyn. Riz, yeah. Riz was the first person I ever heard beat Juggle. Yeah, Riz is dope. Riz is one of those guys people forget to mention. Yeah, know, because he's so chill. I think he's the the cat on the top of my list of like needs way more props. He's just he's incredible. But you know, also um, uh, Mixmaster Mike, Explosive Box cassette, mm-hmm. like his shit was psychedelic. As I listened fuck. to that at your house. Yeah, that's some right. of it got too out there for me. I was like, ah, all right, you're losing me now. N- yeah, it's. You got to kind of listen to like what was it? I think that was the only one. Well, it got it just got weird and crazy. His shit was wild. Yeah, it got too too many things happening, and I was like, I, yeah. I want to be able to play this if there's a girl in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of party would that be? <laughs> As I've mentioned on the show before, I eat a lot of fast food because I live a fast life. Anyway, it's not like I don't know what I'm doing. I know I'm not eating something good for me, but at least nobody's trying to tell me otherwise. I mean, I'm alone. Who's going to tell me? However, if I am making the effort to take a daily multivitamin, I kind of want to know that I'm taking something beneficial. Otherwise, really, what's the point? That's why I love Ritual. Their ingredients are actually traceable. So I always know what nutrients I'm taking and where they are coming from. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use which makes starting a vitamin habit worth your while. Plus, you won't find sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants, because none of that stuff belongs in a vitamin. I like Ritual because their fresh-tasting capsules make them easy and painless to take. They don't taste gross and chalky like so many other multivitamins. In fact, I describe Ritual's vitamins as refreshing. So for all the bad habits I may have, Ritual has made starting a good one super simple for me. And to that point, Ritual makes sure that your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So there's actually no reason to not give them a try. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash Peters to start your ritual today. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. How'd you start DJing? Yeah, how'd you me. I just was. Thing? I was um, b-boying kind of slowed down, like nobody was. So you were heavy into b-boying. Yeah, and then I was like, well, I still want to hear this music, and <laughs> it was Toronto. The only way we were going to hear it was. What was your b-boy a, name? Just Russell, or I would tag Roxy on things. Roxy. Yeah. <laughs> but I would do this tag with. I would say the R would lead to the one leg, and then the Y would lead to the other leg, and I would do like the shell toes it was like pants and shell toes with fat laces and the rocks you would go across top what year is this 83 84 85 yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah so i wanted to still play the music but you can only get it on one day on the radio in toronto mm. um from one till four on saturday afternoons yeah. that's rough wow and it was one a day. college radio station in toronto and i lived in the suburbs so i would have to t- disconnect the cable from the tv and tape it to the antenna of the radio and it, when it was in Toronto, it was on 88.1. When it got to my house, it was 93.7. <clears throat> but we figured it out. And we recorded it every week. That's how I discovered so much um, like happenings in the city and stuff. And that's how I discovered Cash Money. Because huh. they would play cassettes of Cash Money on it. Yeah. And then I went. So I got to go to like a lot of cool concerts in the early, mid, mid-80s. Um, 
I saw Cutmaster DC battle DJ Cheese. Wow. Shit. Um, and, my uh, favorites. and DJ Cheese won because Cutmaster DC was doing all those body tricks. Right. And, uh, you know, he, so he went, at one point he pulled out a basketball to cut with and it slipped out of his hand and fell on the turntable. <laughs> and then that it was sucks. like, eh. <laughs> and I remember uh, Cheese was doing this, <laughs> this Lottie Dottie thing. It was like, la, la, Lottie, la, la, di Dottie, la, la, Lottie, la, la, di Dottie, Lottie da, Lottie da, Lottie Dottie. And then we're like, oh, shit. We don't know. He didn't really do anything if you really think about it. But at the time, you're like, that's so dope. Cheese was nice. He's definitely. He was he, a Jersey guy, Cheese, right? He never, no one ever had a sharper awe scratch. Mm. His shit was so crispy. Kept the shit minty fresh. Oh, my God. Was he doing, oh, was that on King Cut he was doing that? Yeah. Uh-huh. King Cut. You want to. You want a slice. You know, you want a slice. They were on profile, right? Yeah. Uh, wait, well, wait, Beauty wait, wait, and wait, the wait. Beat first. Which one? So wait, Beauty huh? and the Beat. So wait, they so, were. Yeah, I remember them on profile. So were you always like joking around at the crib when you were a DJ? Were you always was this yeah. always in you? Is like you were making your mom laugh? How, how did this no, all no, come about? No, my parents never laughed at my shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have those kind of parents. My parents yeah. weren't like involved. They weren't like, "What are you doing, son? That's so great." I never had those fucking <laughs> complimentary parents. My parents. What are you doing? What about your brother? It was never. What are you doing? It's, what are you doing? Yeah, turn that off. <laughs> Study us if you knew your schoolwork the way you knew this raps. <laughs> you didn't make your your uh, brother laugh. No, my brother's six years older than me. So you got to figure uh-huh. when I'm fifteen, he's twenty one. So he's serious. He's not yeah. trying to hang out with was, me. Yeah, he was trying to do that he's, shit. He's out there getting pussy, and I'm out there chasing fucking records. Yeah, I remember the first time I met. I think I mentioned mentioned this on one of the other podcasts, but the first time I met Andre Harrell was at uh, Russell Simmons' house, and. Uh, and Russell goes, you know, Andre? I go, no, no, I want to meet him. He goes, yo, Andre, it's my man Russell. I go, yeah, nice to meet you, man. I go, hey, man, can I get six ninety nine from you? He goes, huh? I go, yeah, because I bought that Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, Mr. Hyde album back in the uh, in the eighties, and I hated it. Can I? Want <laughs> <laughs> your fucking money back years later? <laughs> what was his reply on that one? Just gave me a fucking weird look. It was a bad album. Did you buy that album? I did. Yeah, yeah. But yellow... I think it's credited for the first slow jam rap. Mm-hmm. Before I need love. Well, I mean, um, but that doesn't make it huh. good. That doesn't make it good. I mean, right. I'm just, makes it maybe important. Eighty five, eighty four, eighty five. So what about uh, eighty five? Yeah, yellow panties. So then yeah, when yellow did, panties. When and all she had on was a pair of yellow panties. I saw her, but I could not believe this lady. I was like, oh fuck! I'm I'm mad that it's in my head. What about? So I'm wait, mad when, that it's burnt. You, you, you like that album a little more. When did the UTFO album out. come out? The, the, the first they, one? Yeah. 84. 83, 84. So then Fairytale Lover beats it then, right? Because they. Oh, that's not a rap, no, though. That but, was a well, ballad. I thought that was on Skeezer Pleaser. No. That's, that's on the first, on the first album? Yeah, Fairytale Lover's yeah. on the first album. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But does he, Fair I can't enough. remember if he rhymes in Fairytale Lover. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, does he not rhyme on it? I don't remember. Are they just I'm, singing? I'm, I think they're just singing. So, so I guess that's, uh, no, that got, that that's out of the... Yeah, hip-hop went through all those little phases yeah. like in the 80s where it had um, the slow jam. Every record had to have some sort of slow jam. Yeah. Because uh, um, Down By Law had Left Me Lonely. Right. There was always the DJ cut. There was a song, the Tender and then song. Steady B had Cheatin' Girl. Oh wow! Well, I mean, those aren't slow songs. Jesus. But they were like the... Would be for like a the hip-hop... subject matter was, yeah. Yeah, for a hip-hop... Dummy like it was me, emotional. who who didn't want to hear anything other than <laughs> rapping. I was like, "Yeah, that's real slow shit right there." 
fucking fake hardcore bullshit on my ass. What would be the one on Funky Technician? What would be the girl song? Strictly for the ladies. Wow. Strictly for the ladies. This is Lord Finesse. That's exactly how it went, too, right? He was going to get TJ Swan to sing it. <laughs> nah, that TJ was just too... Uh, I mean, I like TJ Swan, but that, that Shan song was sad. Girl... Yeah. Why you, you have, have to leave me this, this way? Yeah. I love you to this day. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear I'm, Finesse sing more. I'm what about Cheat Girl? Cheat Girl. Cheat, oh, Cheat Girl. You guys are bring me back with some of these. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't really pay much attention to the ballads. Shouldn't have done it, but you did it. Now you left me, you gotta live with it. Truly uh, yours, I mean, you threw, uh, truly you threw yours on um, Truly Yours is my yeah, that, that was great. But yeah. that got ripped yeah. off the shelves, you know. Yeah. And then well, everybody was, did the a reggae song, a right. terrible reggae oh, song. Yeah, right. It was funny. None of the Jamaican artists did it. Like none of the Jamaican um, ancestral There's people. Your favorite record right there, Russ. Oh yeah, there it is. The champagne of rap. <laughs> 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 it looks like your steez, Russ. Yeah, I was like, you know, I thought they were being ironic with that look. I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. They made some hardcore shit and tried to make it look like they're playing it. Uh, some like Orange Juice Jones they shit. The, they got yeah. the boombox there. Yeah. yeah, to let you. That's what I thought the tip off was. Like, look, we're on some street shit, but we're hiding in the suits. We're gonna throw like, these no. suits on. We're gonna have a boombox that's gonna represent. All what, what, what were the records that you picked up that you didn't think were gonna be that dope, and but they turned out to be like your shit? Um, or you thought? Are like, you talking like Whack covers dope albums? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll tell you one. Yeah, go for it. Organized Confusion's first album. So that one was uh, right. It was all it was like so dark, generic. and it was just their like silhouettes almost. And right? Plus, not, all I yeah. had to, all I heard was that was the one with Fudge Pudge. Yeah, and then I hear the album. So you I'm didn't like, think that was going to be the the business? I huh? it just hit, I wasn't ready for it because I didn't hear any hype on it. Yeah, I like the Walk into the Sun remix. On oh the, yeah, you know, that yeah, album. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a phenomenal. Oh, that album. album. Yes, I do remember that yeah, album. That was a phenomenal album. Though. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, there's nothing really going on in the cover. There's nothing telling me how dope. It is. But that's part of what made it have such an impact. Was I was so surprised. I think I bought more albums or records based oh. on the uh, cover. Yeah. And got either surprised or yeah. highly disappointed. Th that was our social media. That was the only way we had to like yeah. figure it, kind of navigate. Yeah, buying it was a like. <laughs> yeah, buying it was a like. Yeah. I remember buying that in Black Sheep's first album at the, on the same day. And I yeah. listened to Black Sheep's because I was hyped right. on it. Flavor yeah. of the Month was my shit. And then there was the different version on it. Right. When you uh, bought the album, you're like, wait a minute. Well, oh, no, you mean Choice is Yours? Choice is Yours. I was yeah, like, wait right. a minute, this isn't the record I heard. Well, no, that, <laughs> that remix hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So, um, but then I heard Organize after it. And I retired the Black Sheep album right away and just stuck with the organized. I think I mine used to was play Fudge Pudge and then I would mix in Soul Clap right into it. Mm. Right on. Right at that one part. I, I I took a chance on Black by Demand. All rappers give up. Okay. Because I mean, it's a, Were you it's a disappointed? Decent, no, 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 no. I loved it. That yeah, was like was a great I saw the cover and I was like, I'll take a chance on it. It was the champ kind of thing, and I was like, it could be dope. It could be just I don't know what you know. With a with a cartoon, you don't know. Because at the time, everyone was taking photos, and so I was like, ah. Maybe yeah, that is a very nondescript I remember photo. that record, yeah, but I, I mean, never it, bought it. It looked heavy, right? So I had to go like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll see what it is. But it's dope. That was an underrated record. Yeah, man. that's Trio Connection, man. See, I thought Beautiful. when I saw that record in the store, I thought it was just like on the same tip as... I thought they were like trying to go with like the X-Clan, the, the Paris, oh, right. that whole like um, that pro-black movement that uh, was going on. I thought that would have been a, a, a K-Tel ripoff or something. Totally. Right? Yeah, so when I saw it, I was just like, <laughs> I never heard anything off this, so I'm not getting it. Yeah. 
I remember could I be bought a new wave record. <laughs> yeah, yeah I basically. Forgot, I forgot that that's like bars that's, that Fizz is going through. That's a trip. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even see that. If you there, uh, there was a rock group named a metal group named Except. I think they had an album that looked similar to that, and that's probably why I didn't buy it. I think about an album called Balls to the Wall. What What was the group or what was the artist that you were like? Why Why didn't they put out more dope shit or like like you felt like they had more juice? Like they have more well, juice in the container. Like Antoinette, Antoinette. started putting out Antoinette. Shit, though. Yeah, I remember I bought this album. Yeah, thinking, she started doing the uh, uptempo stuff, right? The all the um, Miami shit, right? After that, she at was the end of that, inspired by JJ Fat. No, wasn't that Anquet? Yeah, yeah. That was Anquet. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. Because I You're bought right. that. Ang- <laughs> You're right. I bought that Anquet album, misreading it, thinking it was Antoinette. Yeah. And that was probably I was what like, happened. What the fuck? It's, but it, it had but a good first slow song. Right? record was dope. Right. Uh, ghetto style. DJs. Right. Ghetto style. Right, there you go. I think. Um, yeah. What was the one that had more? I think Jay Most off a of Wild Pitch. I thought he would have had something else. Jay after Most. Rhymethologist. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wasn't Entice on Wild Pitch, too? Yes. Yeah. I was kind of hoping more out of Chill Rob G. Oh, well, I mean... I mean, he's, he's one of my favorite MCs still, though. Like, I, I wanted MCs him to keep going time. more than anything else. Yeah, let's put up that uh, I think, Ride the Rhythm. I think Zap R. Kelly them. That's an album right there, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, the look, yeah, the cover. He had a good voice. voice. He had a great voice. Great he had flow. dope rhymes. I opened for him in 1990. Did you not? You did not. Seriously, he um, did shows? Yeah, so it was in Toronto. It was him and Queen Latifah and a bunch of... So Queen Latifah's headline, then him, and then... A bunch of local Toronto artists, and I was friends with this white kid <laughs> named. His real name was John, but he had converted to Islam and he became uh, Malik Shahid or Elijah Abdul Alim. <laughs> he first became Elijah Abdul Alim, and I think then he changed his name to Malik Shahid. I love Canada. I'm done. I'm done with and, that. Wait, one, so man. check this. He needed. He was a dope DJ, but he needed a DJ for. He was opening for that concert, and. And he was wearing like a full fucking uh, dish dash and a kufi on his head. And he's a French Canadian guy. Uh, and, and so I was DJing from that night. And I just remember all I was cutting was the from, uh, from Welcome to the Terror Dome. <laughs> so it was like, was there a record that you thought like hurt hip hop or like made it kind of uh, uh, fizzle out or, or dilute it? Well, there was the obvious one. Like, so. what, like, was there like a, a tipping point? You're like, man, this is like changing now because of this record. Well, for you me, ever have that? for me, it was it when. Um, <laughs> I know yours. I'll tell. I'll tell. You know mine. Mine was every when, time I think about it, the shit makes me laugh. When like, no limit shit right started. Now. I was like, okay, something's happening. I don't like it. I think I know. If you change it, I'll be I'll be surprised. I, I don't know if you know. What do you got cut? I you you changed it then I think. No, I think I me, know. For me, it's we want, some, M? we want some pussy. Is, is oh really? No, really? no. I no, thought I it was. Love, I love that record. <laughs> you told me once it was Montel Jordan. This is how no, we do. no. And then, and this then is how we do it. And I started laughing and because I couldn't. Jordan. But Montel Jordan <laughs> but was never hip hop. But the thing about it, I I'll be in my car randomly thinking you going no. That's the shit that fucked up hip hop. I just started dying. You're right. You're right. I mean, it was the second peg. It was the second peg. Is that your second wind of the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, oh, it just shit. for me, we want some pussy. It was just not about. It was about something else, you know. Yeah, they wanted pussy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to be like the best MCs or whatever, the best DJs, which they were on their first record. You know that first. But you know, crew record you know why crazy. I love that record because oh. the the hole for the for the record was the guy holding his. Remember that? <laughs> oh, the, the the remember right on the right on the center of the twelve inch. Ayo. 
Um, <laughs> but I actually really, I actually really liked this record because I was like, man, really? this is going in a different direction in some kind oh, of man. unique way. Because yeah, the beat made me go, boom, it, yeah, boom, and, it, boom, and it bumped boom, properly. Boom, like that was good yeah, EQing back then, yeah, you know. Like a, I just remember going, when, when can I play this record? Yeah, I, I actually played that at one of my first house parties. So you have, so you have a twofold. You have we want some that, pussy, and, and, and then Montel, and then Montel Jordan. Jordan was really like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. If you listen to last week's episode, you may realize that I love oversharing about my sex life. But you know what? That's because I'm proud of it. We're both getting off, so what's not to brag about? Anyway, listen up, men and women. If you haven't been focusing on your lady's pleasure enough, it's time to get it together and make that a priority. Women are four times more likely than men to say sex is not all pleasurable in the past year. And that's just not acceptable. But luckily, Dame Products is here to change all that. Dame Products is a women-founded company making toys for sex that close the pleasure gap. Developed and tested by real people with vulvas in Dame Labs, they're engineered to bring your solo and coupled play to new heights. So basically, they're making the world a happier place, one vagina at a time. If you want to try a Dame vibrator that's especially great for couples, I'd recommend the Eva Couples Vibrator which delivers clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex, and I'm highly penetrative. Its flexible wings tuck under the labia for a snug fit so you can have hands-free intimacy in even the most adventurous positions. I'm not that adventurous anymore. It's just, but whatever. It's still great. Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. Dame has so many incredible products that can add pleasure to your lady's life. So go check out the selection. Go to dameproducts.com slash Peters today for 15% off site-wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com slash Peters today for 15% off site-wide. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What about you, Ness? You ha- you have a record that you're like, man, now it's getting, now it's moving into something else. Like yeah. it's it's watering nah, down. I got a, I got a story around that. Like, um, you know, Akinelli was like one. He's still one of my closest friends. Like, so we used to go to all the, the parties together. So I remember they ripped his uh, record off the shelf because he had a record a record called No Exit. And I was talking about like domestic abuse, nope. like oh shit, you know, it was like oh. more like I'm not letting you out of this relationship. Oh shit, oh, and wow. certain things he said, so they took the record kind of down. Right, name of the album was called Vagina Diner. Vagina so, yeah. Diner. I got a T-shirt. Wow. From that. Yeah, right. you still got your T-shirt? Yeah, from uh, from Interscope. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what M's was working wow. in Interscope. That was oh it. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's clever. I dig it. So. He came, he came by my house, like, I want to play you some of these new records I got. Yeah. So now, mind you, they just ripped the other record off the shelf. Yeah. This is so he's like, yeah. Like, yo, Ness, man, check this one out. Put it in your mouth. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nigga, you're going to get banned. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just, they just ripped the other shit down. That shit blew the fuck and up. And then he was like, yo, Ooh, check this record. other song out. Can I fuck you for free? Would I'm like, you oh, I, where you going free? with it? <laughs> where you going? But um, <laughs> it, it it just taught me that man, I stopped really judging. Yeah, yeah. If you got a vision for it, yeah, go for it. Cause next thing I know, I heard that shit on the radio all day, yeah. all stations. And oh man, when you play that at a party, cause you'd have to start it yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah, want my baby love me? <laughs> and, I remember, yeah. and you, everybody would anticipate it. The place would go fucking nuts. Put it in. Man, I was like, oh, shit. And girls would be singing it. Yeah. And I was looking at them. Oh, they would lose it. They would lose it. I remember I went to How Can I Be Down Mm. in Miami. Oh, wow. Wow. And that shit, that's when it hit. And that shit went off, man. It was nothing bigger than that at that time. Well, except for... um, uh, What Notorious B.I.G. joint? I forget which which one. no, Master P was after. hitting around 96, yeah, 97 when he started. That. Yeah. I remember getting those uh, those snippet cassettes from How Can I Be Down. Yeah. They had that one Toe Jams, Summer Toe Jams, and it was like a girl's foot in slippers. It was a snippet <laughs> of... It was a, it was a cassette, snippet No, the cassette. best was... I'm done. It was. <laughs> the best was uh, Bad Boys promotion around that time. They had the... Yeah, they would the, hit... The, the, the Big, Big Mac. Mac. The Big Mac. That, cassette. but they had the... Um, they had that do not disturb sign on all of the hotels because everybody was in a hotel and it had the do not disturb and it says, shh, bad boy got it on lock. <laughs> oh, shit. I was you like, they're doing one, it big. Man. That was it. There it is right you there. took one. <laughs> I thought it was a girl foot, but I can't remember. Summer told you. What's this? Oh, you this remember? is That was a, a snippet cassette that came out in 93. Man, I, I don't remember that. this one, man. I want to collect snippets. No, nah, I think um, Puff had his, his marketing schemes was on lock at that time. Yeah, I don't yeah think marketing... Nobody was yeah. topping Puff with the marketing. Um, I just think it all went down, started going downhill. Once he became an artist, mm. he wanted to use all the marketing from him and uh, for him. And 
It wasn't the same after that. Yeah, there were some good ones out there. People, we had a lot of creativity in that time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, you had to. Everybody was fighting for the same shit. I wanted to go to How Can I Be Nice. Didn't have any money. I couldn't be down. <laughs> oh, I wanted to go to the seminar. I just couldn't have any money. I couldn't go. My friends would go, and they would record it. I have um, when Eight Ball won that year. Oh, it must uh, have been like ninety four. Was it ninety three? Wow. Might have been ninety two, ninety three. Oh, yeah, maybe right. MJG Eight Ball. No, no, no DJ no, AJ Eight Ball. Okay, oh. he's the first. Yeah, one to do the Mary had a little lamb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. that was the year. Yeah, and then I just remember my my buddy had it on. Um, video cassette, and all you hear beside him is "motherfucker went off." <laughs> <laughs> Where is this kid now? Where's Miz? Where's Freshco? I just posted something about Aladdin. He was my favorite. Mm, he was dope. I saw you post. I loved. That. I loved Aladdin. That was like my hero. He's out here. Aladdin's on yeah. a rampage is like one of the top. So good. Songs ever. So good. He's entertaining to watch too. Yeah. He's a, he's he's got it all. He um he follows me on Instagram. I've never met him though. Yeah, he's he's fucking incredible. Yeah, there's the lad, and I remember the white T-shirt and the hat to the oh, yeah. side. Because he used to do that really shoulder thing. Yeah, when he definitely. Very, that, he was all in the shoulders. That's that. <clears throat> I used to study this guy. New music seminar. Aladdin. Yep. Couldn't phase Aladdin. And I remember, um, I didn't realize how dope DJ Scratch was. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was doing those cuts on the record. Mm-hmm. Even though I was biting the cuts as I was listening to them, would you Wait, still so think it was Caleb Boss or something? No, I just didn't understand at the time like that a DJ could be that fucking dope. Oh right, playing for a group, you know what I mean? I remember just thinking like, damn, this dude on the East Coast is doing some like Aladdin, Joe Cooley shit. Yeah, you know. Oh, he was always a guru, but shit. with his own, you know, flair. No, scratch. I think that's what uh, watching Gangstar for me. It took that like serious. He oh, wanted yeah. to do all. He did all the cuts. From yeah. the records on a I'm, show accurately. I, I think that was one of the shifts in hip hop when yep. when they stopped doing the uh, scratch um, like uh, solos. No, not even that. Just the uh, scratch choruses, because that's what Gangstar was oh, always right. doing. The, yeah. the yeah. scratch chorus, like Premier just had when you do the thirty-three to forty-five. Oh, sure. so much precision in his shit. He made it like he made it like. Like he was like you know part of uh, one of the vocalists or something mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that that was a first I remember my boy one of my cats in my uh, DJ crew was like he's just so precise he just kept saying precise and I'm like what crew were you in I was in a crew called Bum Rush Productions <laughs> and we would do <laughs> were mo- you in it too? mobile house no, parties I didn't know him at that point <clears throat> yeah it was before we met did you guys wait how did you two meet we uh, there was a night called rat race in in la where the promoter this guy named john asbell would invite well his band would be on stage and he would invite mcs and groups to to freestyle or do their routines over live band hip hop concept night kind of thing and i was the dj for the night basically or i did like one or two gigs with them and then there was a rehearsal for um one of the nights and that's where I met Cut, and he walked in when I was. I hooked up my turntable setup to a Wawa pedal, and he was, "Whoa, DJ Hendrix!" And yeah. then we just hit it off after that. I'm like, dude, yeah. yeah. It was very, <laughs> it was very surfer-like. When I think surfer, I think of you too. So wait, so you're the one who put J Five together then, Cut? Yeah, I didn't put them together. We already had. Um, you had Charlie. Unity Committee and Mark Seven. 
I mean, unity committee was me, Charlie, and Mark Seven. And then when I, sorry, when I saw um, Rebels of Rhythm at the Good Life, they sounded to me like treacherous, and I dug it because I was into old school hip hop. So I made a beat for them, and I said, "Can you feature my guys on it?" Boom. I we had known Newmark at that point, so then we started to put together like an EP. Newmark did a B side bonus beat uh, song, and then. We pressed it up, and I sold it out of my Honda. And then Honda. Soup, it was it was there were so many different parts to it. Soup was working promotions in Interscope at the time, and he got us the deal at at Blunt. At Blunt yeah, and I was I working Blunt at Blunt Records. Yeah, and I, then New was working at Correct. Records. I was I almost didn't make this group. <laughs> so did you? Were you both on stage together cutting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, well, Russ, where the fuck you been, G? I mean, I used, I used to buy J5 records on, and listen man. to them, but I never saw them live. But before that, Newmark was doing, me and him were DJing for Unity Committee before it was J5 also. See, again, I was East on, Coast, we didn't know I had video of it. I was on a small record label that was like, um, it's called Correct Records, and I signed this artist named Grav. He was out of Chicago. Grav? Grav with a V, like short for gravity. And Mm so Grav, I I played the guys in the group like, yo, listen to this. I signed this guy, you know. I was like, first time, just trying to make a check, you know. I was Mm -hmm. young. And I was like, yeah, listen to this guy's shit. And the guys in the group liked it. I'm like, that's cool. So he did one song with um, Kanye West. This is 96. Mm -hmm. And so I told Grav, if you do the rest of the album, we'll put this out on correct. We'll do a full album with you. So to this day, that's Kanye's debut on record, and so I almost guy. stayed as like a record exec dude instead of being in J Five. Look at you. <laughs> what, do you. What choice do you would you rather have made? Definitely J Five. There you go. Who came? But no, it, it was great working <clears throat> at a label though and learning like college promotion and you know hearing demos, filtering shit out, and just look, just getting scrappy with it and learning how to. The production you know, on that grab record was dope. Andy, it was a great record. Andy C was killing it. Oh, Andy was incredible. Yeah, he's yeah. Incredible. is no ID on there too. No ideas. Oh shit! He now was, you, but he didn't have any ID. Oh, I don't think so. I'm okay. almost, I'm almost certain he wasn't. All right. Yeah, I felt I'm like it was kind of like a Chicago <laughs> group of producers on there. Wait. Um. So which, that's 96. Which guy, which guy came to the party? Which J Five guy was here at your party? Soup. Uh, Soup came to the party. Soup. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't you have an artist called Manish on that? Yeah, too? Manish was on yeah, there as well. Yeah, Mark yep. was the DJ for yeah, that. I DJ for that for a while. Right, cool. I did. A, yeah, I Manish did everything like, I could on. It was like yellow with like orange. It was yeah. They went through a lot of <laughs> color I'm changes. Yeah, I don't I don't Wait, the guy's name was Manish. Was he Indian? No, it's two dudes. Oh yeah. Were they sort of like men? They were, they were very manish. manish. They were very manish. <laughs> actually, it's very uh, actually. They should have been called girlish, but oh, very both. Well, now they are. <laughs> manish should have released a second album called Shevitz. <laughs> Love it. Manish Shevitz. Wow, I just thought you were a light skinned guy, Mark. I really did. Shit, you there, it really, really is yeah. Jurassic Five. Go back. Holy shit, look at that. Wow. The number adds up. Hey, how did you cut? How did you get cut out of this? Uh, uh, you were cut out chemist mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, I was cut out chemist. <laughs> cut copy. God, look at that fro I'm rocking. That's why I thought you were English. You even look you still look English. I to do. Me. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at that comment. You know. I've been lucky enough to travel and perform all over the world. And let me tell you something. Learning how to speak at least a few phrases in a local language can really help you in so many ways. You can order at a restaurant, ask for directions, and get a deeper understanding of the culture. And if you find the idea of starting to learn a new language daunting, don't worry, Babbel has you covered. Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. 
with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world. Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. Who knows, maybe if I make my way back out to Copenhagen to visit DJ Noise, I can use Babbel to pick up a little bit of Danish. It's a fun way to prep for a trip at the very least. I mean, so... And if you're worried about finding the time to learn a new language, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make learning on the go so easy and fun. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. In other words, you, you'll learn phrases and conversational sentences that you can actually use in everyday life. Not like, hey, uh, où est la bibliothèque? I've never wanted to know where the library is in French in my life. Why would I want to know where a library is if I can't speak the language? Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code PETERS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code PETERS, for an extra three months free. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So Russ, what's uh, how did you make the transition from what? What was the defining moment for comedian for you? That's what I'm really, I've like, been wanting to ask you. How, what, what, what do you mean? What was like? What was the shit? What was the event or the performance or the 
the uh, uh, episode with you know friends or family, whatever that made you go, I'm gonna do this shit for real. This is this is my calling. Um, uh, see, I started in '89, and then the first when I started doing it, I, I said to myself, I'm gonna give this eight years. Oh shit! You did a timeline. I said, if, right. okay, because I was yeah, I figured I was 19, right? So I, was I like, never did those. By the time I'm 27, if I've done nothing with this, I'll jump out. But by the time I was 27, I'd already recorded two specials. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm in it now. Word up. And then, uh, and then in my third special in 2003, that's the one that allowed me to live the life I live now. Nice. So number three was the lucky number three. That was the one that was like cemented you in the games. So that's to speak. the one that changed everything for me. What was the name of that special? It was just com- it was just a comedy now special. There was this company in Canada that used to do these series of specials called Comedy Now. This network CTV over there, and they would they would give a bunch of comics a Comedy Now special. So I did one in '97, and then I hadn't gotten another one. It took six years for me to get another one. And when they came back around, the money was less. Mm-hmm. It was like twenty five hundred dollars less than it was the first time. That happens. Yep, that happens. And then yeah, then then these fuckers put this out after it started to gain steam. They put this fucked up looking DVD out, Damn. like it's just so shit looking. And I was mad as fuck. I wouldn't. I still to this day won't sign one of those. Really? For fan that bad, Russ? Yeah, no, because they never gave me a penny from it, and they must have sold a fuckload of those. And I tried buying it back from them. I tried buying it. That that's look at how shit that. It's, it's horrible. They put the nineteen. They put the ninety-seven special on it and the two thousand and three special on it. And um, always- and I tried to buy back that special from them. I offered them a hundred grand, mm. and I said, "And I'll give you a percentage of mm. the sales." Damn. And they were like, "No, we're gonna do it." Wow! And then I was like, "Well, if you if you let me do it, then I can at least do a <laughs> this guy." Yeah, that was the '97 special. Show me the. We, we could have been brothers, Russ. Look at this. Look at that, huh? I was 30, 32, going on thirty three there. So you know, I'm I'm a big, you know, I love comedy. I, we always I always try to talk about it as much as I can with you. Mm-hmm. So when I see, <clears throat> I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So you seem to have done a lot of things right that a lot of comedians slash actors. I guess haven't like I mean what, what would you attribute your 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 success to? That's what I really have always wanted to ask you. Like because a lot of dudes like are like just play the movie role or just play you know the sitcom role or you know. Mine's done out of necessity. Like I didn't have the opportunities to do movies and TV. So like I get I get, the, 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 I get the odd movie. So like playing shows odd, then right? Yeah, I would get the odd movie here and you know odd TV show there, but it was like. I knew where my bread was buttered, and I was I wasn't gonna like turn my back on stand. I think a lot of guys get into the acting world, right. and then like fuck it, whew, like it's almost like a relief, like whoo, now I don't have to do stand up anymore. But for me, it's like when I get something, I'm like fuck, I miss stand up so much that it's just I, it's I have to do it. So would you say that you went to territories that some of your your uh, uh, counterparts didn't go to? <clears throat> S- some areas in the world that you yeah visited that others have. Wa- but the thing is, it wasn't calculated like that. Right. I was doing a lot of shit out of England. Um, that's actually the first time I found J5 was in England. That makes sense. That's where we blew up first. And um, so I was out of England, and out of England, you would get all these weird gigs. It'd be like this. I used to work with this agent named John Keys out there, <laughs> really runty little guy. And hi, Russ. How you doing? Dean. Uh, how you doing? Listen, uh, you want to go to? Uh, there's a gig in in uh, where was this one? Um, there's a gig in Belgium. It's at an Irish pub. So on a Tuesday, pays a hundred pounds, and they get your flight in your hotel. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm in a hundred pounds. 
I didn't really care. I just took that as a free trip to Belgium. And the money was shit, you know. But, you know, it'd be like, you could do Belgium on Tuesday and you can uh, you can do uh, Denmark on Wednesday and then fly back to London on Thursday. You can do the comedy store at night. And then I'm like, all right, fuck it. It was just literally work was work. I didn't care. And then it was like, you know, you want to go to Hong Kong? And I'm like, sure, let's go to Hong Kong. And I remember I went to Hong Kong and the, and the gig was in an Indian restaurant called The Viceroy. And the Indian people that ran the restaurant were so excited to see an Indian guy come in doing comedy. And I killed that night. They were like, oh, Russell, we want to we wanna show you around Hong Kong, man, show you. And they took me out and they, and they took me to this whorehouse, right? And, uh, and it was like all these chicks in there. And they go, pick one, pick one. And I go, I'm her, I guess. I, don't, I didn't, as I was never into hookers. It was not my thing. I go, her, I guess. <clears throat> and they go, okay, go. And I go, go where? <coughs> take her with you. And I go, take her with and do what? Like, take her back. So I took her back to the hotel and I was like, she's sitting there and she's like, and I'm like, so how, how you doing? You're running <laughs> your like, monologue? I'm literally just trying to talk to her because I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And then she's like, do you want sex? And I go, I don't know. I feel weird. I'm not really. I mean, I like, no. <laughs> and then she was like, huh? And I was like, I don't know. Do you want to, um, do you want to, okay, well, she started getting naked and I go, oh, okay. And I was like, I, I didn't have sex with her. I just like, well, why don't you play with yourself and I'll just jerk off or something. Wow, Russ. And then, so I, I just felt weird about it. So she left. And then the next day I get back to the gig again to do the second show. Like, how was it? Oh, it was good. Yeah. And then payment came. And they deducted a hundred pounds for the hooker. Uh, and I'm like, but you made me think you were paying for this. Why would I didn't ask you to take me to they a fucking did you hooker? Dirty. Oh yeah, that's the dirt dog. And then when they asked me to come back, I said, Nah, fuck you, motherfucker. You, you played me when I was there. So wait, what was the what was master bait and switch? <laughs> that should be the name of your next special. <laughs> that's a, yeah, for the sure. Master, master bait and switch. switch. For sure. Okay, so wait, but what? What I'm trying to understand, like, what was the conduit to playing in India then? So, like, how did it get? Was it just your name spread, or like? Yeah, I know. By then, my this special had gotten on YouTube started in 2005. Oh, it was from this one. Okay, okay. Yeah, YouTube started 2005, and they had never seen an Indian stand up ah, before. Ah, so you hit right when the YouTube was where when the I was, internet as was As soon smashing. as it opened, I was on it. Damn. And I had no clue how to be on it. I just right. Well, nobody. I've said didn't. this many, many times. I still to this day don't know who put me on YouTube. So all during this time, were you DJing? Were you fucking around with records? Were you still mm -hmm. like deep into music? Did you say I need an opening DJ at all? No, that no, shit not at, at that those point, because or? I didn't know about that. But yeah. I would go to clubs and be DJ spinning, and I would stand right by the DJ booth and hawk him the whole time, just watching him. And he'd be like, and I'd be like, can I cut? And I'm like, what? Can I play? And they're like, okay. So I would get on and play, and I would play better than they were. And they're like, what the fuck? Get off. You know. <laughs> Uh, I think it wasn't until like Toronto when I started doing the big shows. And then I was like, ooh, I could. What was I that, 20? 20, 2007. Oh, 2007. Okay. Yeah. Earlier than I thought. Okay. Yeah. I had, um, matter of fact, the first time I had wanted uh, Spin Bad and he didn't fucking call me back for the gig. Yeah, he was busy. Which is pretty spinny yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had Junior Flo DJ that one. Junior Flo, he was part of uh, the Turnstiles crew. He was partners with uh, M Rock. They were the Turnstiles crew. He's fucking dope though. Now he plays with Crates and Keys. You know Crates and Keys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the DJ with them. Yeah, no, he is busy. I've seen this guy on the road a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, he's fucking dope.
Yeah, so he DJed for me on those first shows. And then I was like, and he was dope, but I was just like, and we were friends too. We still are. But I remember going, something's, I don't know, I need something more dynamic happening here. And that's when I got starting from scratch and spin bat on four turntables. Mm. And then that shit was bananas when they would play. I, I think the first time I discovered who you were was when you did the whole routine about DJing. The whole, oh, wow, you that know, was 2013 then. Yeah, it was really late for me. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, was like, you know, if the whole bit about, you know. If your hands are in the air, you're not DJing. Yeah, how you DJing with your dick, that whole yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that became kind of like the... And then that was used on a lot of mixtapes, too. Yeah, I was very happy about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of DJs sent me like clips of them cutting that, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's so fucking dope. For me, that was really dope. You know what's funny is we did a viewer episode uh, <laughs> last week, like a viewer emails and calls and stuff, and Allie and I did it, my lady. And uh, you know who fucking sent in a question was DJ Noise. Oh, he's a really good dude. Really yeah, nice from, guy. from Denmark, right? Yeah, yeah, he's always on my Instagram. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's so, incredible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he was the first guy I heard incredible. sentences. Yeah, know, no, he's in insane. Yeah. 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 Under underrated. That's that's a heavy DJ right there. Yeah, him. Yeah, he was fucking yeah. dope. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I did Denmark, it must have been ninety-seven, I think. I met DJ Nut. Do you remember DJ Nut? Uh, I know. He was in one of the yeah. competitions. Not, too. not nuts, but nuts. No nut. Yeah. Nut. K N U T. Huh. Yeah, and I was like, why is your name Nut? It's such a weird name. He goes, oh, because my name is Nude. It's K-N-U-D-D, K-N-U-D. His name was Nude? Nude, Knude, Nude. That's the Danish name, Nude. <laughs> so he was like, Americans can't say Nude. So he was like, I went with Nut. And I was like, fair. <laughs> but he was a dope DJ, too. He could cut real good, too, and do those similar routines to noise. They were, I think they came up together. Wow, he looks so different than he did 25 years ago. <laughs> he looks like he could be an electronic DJ. Mm -hmm. yeah. He might yeah. be. There's a lot of those electronic DJs that were actually dope DJs, and then they just figured, fuck it. Uzi is one of them. Who? Uzi. Uh, Who's that? He's like a trap dude. Really? Uh, incredible French, but he was a turntablist back in the day. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Dope used to get busy yeah. on the turntables. Oh, yes, Kenny. But Kenny still plays when he plays. When he plays music, Kenny fucking gets busy still. But then you got wasn't uh, wasn't Diplo a real DJ at one point? Kenny's a master though. He's 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 a master he's, at work. Yeah. There well, I mean, go. when you when you say, I mean, was uh, I, don't, said. I, I don't know if Diplo was cutting up or be juggling or anything like that. But his, he was doing hip hop music. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, is there is there anything that this guy can't do, Kenny? I mean, this dude's just well. That's why his name is Kenny. Jesus and not Christ. Kenty. Can't he do? Oh dope? my God, Russ! Ah. You're really circling the drain, baby. Have you thought? You've already told these jokes. You just no, no, this, this is off the. He dome. just has them this ready. Is a bit. It's wait, so wait, dome, wait, son. so wait. When you do your bits on stage, are there, is this like all pre-written material, no. or you just feed it? You're, so you're a freestyler. I'm a freestyler. Yeah, you're, you're a freestyler. This is what you. MC. This is your shit. Yeah. You ever wrote a rap? Oh, back in the day, they were terrible. You ever freestyle a rap? Oh, I freestyle all the time. I'll bet. Yeah. I do. You heard me doing it last night or the night before. Last I was, night. I damn. just make sure like music will be playing and I'll just change the lyrics to whatever's happening around me. And sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's fucking awful. So, but wait, so what do you do? I've always wondered about this. So what do you do when the audience is just dry, man, and in the front row isn't giving, giving it to like, you live? When it's sort of like this podcast, it's like... Yeah. I knew that was coming. Um, well, I knew I'm, that was coming. So I'm, I'm controlling the podcast, so hey, you better step it up, baby. You're driving now, new. You're driving. <laughs> It's time to wake See, up, Russ. This, this was just like a like an old car that had slow acceleration. It's moving now, but it took a it was uphill. Uh, um, 
it's moving uphill. Ain't that a bitch? No, no. So what do you do with the first rose dry? What do you? How do you get out of it? Well, what you, do you just do? don't talk to them. Then you're like, fuck it. You guys suck. And then you just go in and just do your act. So you have some parts that are like pre-written, kind of like ready to go in case uh, front row is fucking a bunch of zombies. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> no. You just do your act. You don't really. Yeah. When I talk to the crowd, it's literally just talking to the crowd. I yeah. don't know what they're going to say, so I just roll with what they say. And if they're, you know, not giving me anything, then I just fuck it. I just go back into my act. I'm like, all right, fuck you guys. You also let them know. I, I do let them know. I'm like, you guys right. really suck. Eddie, do you go to the shows with them every show? Yeah, all the time. Oh, that's the dope. Greatest compliment was people think that uh, the audience is planted. Yeah. Yeah. People sometimes. Oh, think that's the what's up. Planted, yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, they, I've, I've heard them say that about um, Supernat when he does his freestyle bit. You oh, know, really? when he. Grabs a thing out of their hands and rhymes about it. Yeah. The difference is he's hand, been handed everything at some point, so he's already done it to some to some extent. Occasionally, you'll get the thing that he's never had. No, I mean, I, I handed that dude a ladder. I've, I mean, I've, I've grabbed... Yeah, we, were, there was, we toured with yeah, him, so we like, toured. I mean, like I've, I've like gone backstage and like fire hydrants and shit, and like, because we... We would hear the same yeah, bit yeah, every right. night, but his his bit is never the same bit. The only things that show up all the time are like Licenses, cigarettes, keys, hats, sneakers, the, the tickets to get into the show. Right, you yeah. know, keys. Yeah, you know, lighters and shit like that. But he has those in his back pocket. But I mean, as but far now, as now, now but I would trip. I would purposely try to trip him up, and he loved it. He's like fucking new. You know, he he gets off on that shit. He's like, you know, can I get past this barrier? My favorite was the Supernat uh, Juice battle. That shit was. Cool. Oh my god! And the, and uh, look, I went. Show battles, right? I went to school with Juice, and my crew battled his crew. I thought Juice was from Chicago, or yeah. Indiana. He and then he moved to to the Valley. But isn't Supernat from Chicago too? No, he's from New York, Indiana. Indiana. Oh yeah, Indiana. York. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that watching cool. that one was painful for me. I was like, ooh boy, I got to meet Nat. I mean. <laughs> Juice was killing. And it look, in that Juice one, too. is an incredible MC. I mean, I grew up with him. He's he's insane, like insane. That was when Supernat ripped down his poster. Yeah, and oh that was my a God, that was a rough incredible. night. That was a rough. I used night. to listen to that and go, "Holy shit!" Do you, do you play ex- excerpts of other shit on this podcast, like parts of this battle on this podcast? I don't or? know. Can we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad I'm producing the show now too, uh, Russ. You know what? I'm happy you're on this. Jesus we Christ! Need, do you need us to get you guys drinks or anything? Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys got? <laughs> Yeah, what do I have? What do you got? What do you want? What do you want? You still like the peanut butter uh, whiskey? Oh yeah, I got this new. Is one. that your favorite? No, no, I got this new one called Blind Squirrel. I got it at Lee's Discount Liquor in Vegas. <laughs> the name is funny. And uh, at Lee's Discount Liquor in Blind Vegas. Blind Squirrel. I was gonna buy a bottle of uh, Screwball. That doesn't sound good. Blind Squirrel. No, son, I, I liked the Screwball before, and then I was at Lee's and I picked up a bottle of Bl- Screwball, and the guy working there goes, "No, have you tried this one?" I go, "No." He goes, "Well, this one's exclusive to us. We make it." Try it, and he had us give me a sample of it. I go, holy shit, it's way smoother. Is everybody, drink, right? is everybody, dr- or just not right now? No, he just drinks right now. Yeah. yeah, I make him drink when we're on the road. It's, it's been a long time, but I, I make him drink juice. He makes me drink liquor. He, DJ he, juice, uh, MC juice. Or? Right. One of our last interactions on the road was drinking wine, and he was clapping because I was pouring out really bad wine. He's like, That's "There the you best. go, no." no he you was like hyping me up. Out. There's no. I don't like. I can't do wine. I love I got, wine. I got the acid reflux. I love wine. Send it to me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to be a wino, but I had to stop that. Oh, yeah, that's squirrel. it right there. That shit is good as fuck. Blind squirrel. That does not look good, Russ. Oh, my God. I got it right there. I thought that was a juice. It. I thought that was like a carrot juice. It tastes, it tastes like Butterfinger. Yeah, it looks like <sighs> a oh my Frank's God, hot so sauce. Or some sh- hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. The second half of my conversation with DJ Newmark, Cut Chemist, AV, and Lord Finesse is coming out next week, and we really dig into crate digging on that one. 
So definitely come back for that episode. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you're negative, keep your bullshit to yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and at Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what some of the backyard looks like. Also, we have a phone line now so you can call and leave a message. You can ask me about hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, relationships, MMA, jiu-jitsu. I don't care, whatever it is. So you can ask me about things I don't even know about. Let's find out. Just ask me whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer your question. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.